welcome to the Creative Financing Podcast, where you'll learn how to structure terms and use various creative financing strategies to create profitable deals for short and long-term wealth. Whether you're a buy and hold investor, wholesaler, or flipper, learning creative financing will help you do more deals and unlock profits that you may not even know existed. On the Creative Financing Podcast, we break down actual deals we and our guests are doing and simplify the methods and terms used to execute these strategies. Now, let's dive in and create some terms. Hello and welcome to the Creative Financing Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Gallegos, here with Jeff Rappaport. And today, guys, we have a special episode for you. We have a fellow listener uh, on the line with us today by the name of Anthony Green, who is in uh, the Los Angeles area, uh, Studio City, um, Hollywood Hills area, that uh, he's looking to do some creative financing deals uh, in that market. And they're pretty interesting deals, huge, huge numbers. Um, He called in, left us a message on our hotline, um, and he wanted us to help him work out a deal uh, that uh, he's been working with a a particular seller on. And so we're going to do that today on this episode. Um, Jeff has very little info on this, on this deal. If, I mean, Anthony, you sent over uh, uh, um, some info just in a text, but uh, guys, uh, I I do want to mention that we just kind of put Anthony on the spot here um, because we were doing a recording session and we're like, hey, let's let's call some people up that's called our hotline and see if they want to do a podcast. And so thank you so much, Anthony, for being on the show. Um, It's it's a a pleasure for us. And, you know, this is a a testimonial that we wanted to try to uh, continue to build on. Um, so Anthony, go ahead and uh, just tell us a little bit about, uh, tell us a little about yourself. Um, tell us about kind of your experience so far in real estate. And then, uh, what we'll do is we'll just dive into the deal, the current deal that you're working on. We'll give Jeff the information and, uh, we'll create some offers in real time here. Sure. Um, thank you. Yeah. Well, um, First of all, can I just say thank you for all the value that you're adding. The longer I'm in real estate, the more I realize how it's just about adding value to other people. And you guys are off the charts. I literally listen back to back to every, almost almost back to back to every episode. So thank you so much for adding that. I'm now going back through the episodes a second time. So that's, first of all, I just want to say that up front. Just thank you thank guys you. for all the value that you're creating. Yeah. Uh, so a bit about me, yes, I've been investing um, since 1993, a very long time. Uh, I've made every mistake under the book. i built up a portfolio, lost the portfolio, and now I'm building it back up. So it's just, you know, staying in there, hanging in there, learning. Uh, as Ron Legrand says, you know, you either pay for a seminar or you pay for a seminar. Um, so yeah, so I'm, I'm here in Los Angeles. I'm working to add value as much as I can. I'm finding what the market will bear. I'm finding what the market will allow. Um, there's a lot of people that need helping. And um, uh, this particular deal that we're gonna look at today, wonderful person who I'm trying to help. Um, he, you know, he's in a spot and I'd love to, um, that's the reason I called you. I'd love to help, help him particularly. Um, and in the last kind of year and a half, 
there have been a number of these deals, very similar deal, same numbers, same situation, and um, it would be terrific um, for you to be able to help me with these deals, but I'm sure there are lots of other people in, in this area. In fact, I know there are a lot of other people. Just colleagues looking at similar deals. Okay. Tell us a little bit about this situation. Um, so, uh, the type of house, the you know, purchase price, the amount owed, all of that, the condition, that kind of stuff. Okay, so um, the, uh, the houses are usually larger houses. Um, they uh, are usually in pristine condition, so there's no work needed. Um, uh, say, five bedroom house, um, ARV, this particular one is 2.5 million um, um what else can i tell you you want to know the expenses i want to know so this property is worth 2.5 they do they have an underlying mortgage so yeah so in this particular situation they do um and they either don't or do sure. as, you know every every person there are many that don't um this, this particular situation is slightly, um, it's not complicated, but it, it, he, the reason he's selling is he wants to get rid of the mortgage on his personal property. This is an investment property. So we can add those to, into the mix later on. I'll just give you the figures on this one. Yeah. Uh, but generally the houses are large houses, single family home houses, uh, nice areas, nice school districts. Um, uh, you know, yeah, that's kind of thing. You know, 10,000 square foot lot, big houses. Um, okay. So yeah. That, that's 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 worth what I'm looking at. So the expenses on this particular property, um, taxes a thousand. I've, I've rounded all these figures off. A uh, thousand a month for the tax, um, two hundred for the electric, two hundred for the water, insurance is two hundred, gardener is two hundred, the pool, a hundred. Um, his mortgage is low for this property. It's um, uh, 1700 um, and the value of the loan, I think, is about 250000 um, uh, The reason he's selling this particular property, I don't want to complicate it too much, but the reason he's selling, he wants to get rid of a $1 million loan on his own personal house, which is 5000 a month. Okay, so so he wants cash to be able to pay off his loan. Is there a reason why he wants to do that? Safety. Um, uh, so you're absolutely right. He wants the cash, and I said, you know, what you're really looking for is a solution to this problem. Um, and uh, if I can figure it out that we can pay your Um, would that work? And um, he's so. What, what, what's going on with the house right now? It's empty. It, so, is there a reason why he's not renting it, or he, he's? It's on the market to for sale, um, and so in that, in he's had a few realtors try and sell it. So, okay. in in that time, um, they the realtors generally like to. Um, uh, um, not have it uh, filled with people, so you know, okay. so they can show it. Yeah. 
And what, what is he trying to sell it for now? It's still on the market for 2.5. Uh, he did put it down, um, but now it's gone back up again uh, on the advice of a, of a, of a realtor. Okay, so what, why, what, why do we think it's not selling? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, um, maybe the market has softened okay. here. Um, um, maybe, it's, um, maybe it's overpriced. Um, those are the first those are, those are the first two things that come to mind. Okay. All right. So the first thing that comes to my mind is that I think we can provide some solutions. However, um, I don't know that they're the solutions that he is looking for. And um, because if I'm understanding correctly, what he would like is about $1.25 million in cash to come to the table now. And that would cover the 250000 loan that he has on this property right now and the million that he has on his own house. Is that about right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, however, what maybe we can help him with is maybe we could show him that uh, maybe he doesn't need all that money. Maybe if he had another cash flow from this property to help offset his current monthly payment, maybe that would do kind of a similar thing. Plus he'd still get some interest right off and um, you know, that kind of thing. So uh, the, the, the one thing that, that I always like to, to be clear about with creative financing is it gives us opportunities to structure deals in a lot of different ways and potentially help people in a lot of different ways. But it doesn't necessarily solve every problem and it doesn't allow us to do whatever you know, the seller would want. So do you think that the seller would be open to some different kinds of options but not getting that million dollars that he could pay off his loan. Uh, yeah, I do think so. I do think so. Okay. All right. Um, do, do we have any idea of what this property may rent for? Yeah, I think realistically it would rent for 9,000. It's been on for 10,000, I believe, in the past, but realistically 9,000. Um, if it go, the problem with the house is if it goes empty a month or two, that the effective uh, monthly rent uh, reduces. So um, maybe eight or nine thousand. If I was being ultra conservative, I would say eight thousand. Eight to nine thousand. Okay. Yeah. And how how quickly could you rent it? I mean, how how quickly could you find a tenant, Anthony, if you were to put it on for rent tomorrow? Right. These houses. Um, uh, it seems like owners are testing the market to see what they can get, which I think is only right. And then it, it goes down quickly and then it bites. So I think in this instance, um, it went on at 10,000 and didn't let for a number of months. And then um, I think it goes down. Generally, the, the, the trend I'm seeing is that maybe about eight it would pick up. Um, uh, even you know 7.5, I think it, 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 they would then get let. Okay. Well, let's add up some of these expenses. So we'd have 
um, taxes for a thousand, insurance for two hundred, pool two hundred or one hundred, gardener for two hundred. Um, so right now it is costing him oh about thirty two hundred dollars with his mortgage payment to have this property sit vacant somewhere in that vicinity um and this property is in excellent condition right yeah, yeah. okay all right um do you think that there is any room on the asking price so right now he's at 2.5 million um do you think that he would be open to taking a little less Definitely, definitely. Okay. All right. So what I would like to do here is I, I would put together a few different options for him. Um, and I'm going to work through these options right now. Um, so I'm just going to play with some numbers and see where that takes us. But let, let's think about this for a second. Um, if... Normally on a property that is $2.5 million that a new buyer will have to come in with a minimum of 10% and a lot of times 15 to 20% down. And, uh, but we, we wanna make this um, somewhat, uh, not affordable, but um, a reason to, you know, it's not enough to just put together an offer that works for the seller. We, we've got to kind of create the offer that's also going to work for our buyer. Um, so let, let's just do a little figuring here. So let's say 2.5 million um, with, let's say, $300,000 down. So someone would finance $2.2 million. Okay, and I know interest rates are all, all over the place right now but this is known and my guess is is that a pretty you know they might be able to get three and a half to you know four and a half five percent somewhere in that range would you agree yep, yep. okay so i just like to use four percent um and really all i'm trying to do is gauge where that payment's going to be so that would be a payment of about ten thousand five hundred dollars Ten thousand five hundred, which is better than rent, right? Um, you do four percent, uh, Jeff. What's that? Yeah, so I figured four percent. Three hundred sixty months. Yeah, but remember, I took like a three hundred thousand down payment, so two point two. Oh, yeah, I did that wrong. Okay. So I, I already like that. Hey, owner financing wise. Um, Now, we, we could come in and some different kinds of deals where you know, the cash flow would even be better. And um, my guess is, is that he will get at close to enough money to pay off this underlying debt on this property, which would basically bring him, you know, first of all, if, if you're selling this, you don't have the, the pool expense, the gardener expense, the insurance expense, and the tax expense. 
no more utilities, right? So 10,500 would be his profit. That, that's what he'd be bringing in. Uh, as a rental with $8,000 a month, he's still going to pay the $1,000 in taxes. He's gonna pay the 200, pay the utilities or the garden or the pool. But no matter what, he's gonna pay you know another $1,200. He's making about 6,800 as a rental. That's a significant difference. Uh, it's almost um, $4,000, $3,700 a month. Are you following me? Yep. Okay. Almost, almost, I think. Okay. So the, the 10,000 that comes from the buyer. Yeah, so what all we've done is we, we've just kind of, we're just trying to stay in this range. We're trying to see where we're at. So. You, you told me that he wants 2.5 million. And I basically said, hey, with a $250,000, $300,000 down payment, they would be financing 2.2 million. And then we just figured at 4%, which is probably in the middle of where, you know, someone that went to a bank would be. Uh, I don't really know as far as the jumbo loans go, but. Uh, right now, that payment is significantly higher than the rent. Got it. Okay. Yep. So now we're just going to play with some numbers. Okay. And um, the the reason uh, you, you do want to make money from this, right? You know, I heard <laughs> that you want to help this guy out and everything, but you, you would like to make some money from it, right? Uh, th that would be uh, a nice uh, side effect. Okay. Good. Okay. All right. So. Why don't we look at one offer of, let's see here. Let's see what is the most. Now, let, let me ask, as far as your exit strategy, do you care? I mean, would it make more sense to just wholesale this and you know find the buyer and put the buyer and seller together and just get paid and be done? Um, even though there might be, you know, a significant cash flow in the middle. Um, obviously, I know that you want to get paid, but do you have a preference either way, or is it, hey, whatever works? And what were the two options uh, again? Okay. One would just be to wholesale and, you know, that arbitrage, a down payment arbitrage, which means you you're find getting more down payment than, you, than you're offering the seller from your buyer, and you yeah. get that difference. You're just going out there and finding a buyer uh, on these terms. Yeah. Um, the second way would be is where you will actually remain in the middle. So you would also get, um, you would get that down payment arbitrage. You would also potentially get some monthly cash flow and potential some money, um, you know, somewhere down the road. Yes. But you may have to figure out a to borrow a down payment for 24 hours which is not hard to do by the way but um you don't even have to answer that yet Let, let's yeah, see okay. where where this takes us okay? can i just summarize is so is the first option flipping the contract i guess and then the second option is that the sandwich lease option? yes so the, but, but not a lease yeah um, you're bu you're buying on terms and selling on terms or you can yeah. sell on contract for deed yep 
Well, and I don't even know if we do it as, um, you know, I, I have no idea what the particular strategies are in LA. It might be a land contract. It might be contract for deed. They may not like either one. Um, so the strategy uh, right now, what I would say is, would be a contract for deed or a land contract where the seller remains on title because I think that'll be an easier. Um, but if we needed to, we could convert it to an all-inclusive trustee to note, which would be a wrap. And uh, that the only real difference is, is that the title would transfer to the buyer. So right now we'll stay with contract for deed and we'll figure out the strategy later. Let's figure out the numbers first. Okay. All right, so let, let's start at, let's offer him a really good price, 2,450,000. And the, I, I am going off your numbers. You're telling me that the ARV is 2.5 million, um, but it also hasn't sold for a while. So um, I want to start with my highest offer and see where I can take this. And so what I'm gonna do is I'm going to offer him a smaller down payment on this, um, but it will still allow him to pay down this debt, the existing debt, and um, which will hurt his cash flow a little bit because if this debt stays in place, he's still got to pay $1,700 a month. But let's see what we come up with here. Did you say a purchase price of $2,450,000? Yeah, $2,450,000. Okay. And let's offer him... Oh... Let's offer him $200,000 down. Now my down payment normally would be less than that. And actually, why don't we make it a little, let's make it 180,000. Um, and the, the only reason why it's even this high is that on these kind of price range of a home, remember you know, the, the people that would be interested in buying this are gonna have money. Um, you know, they have to be able to come up with 10% down to go to the bank. And they may have to come up with up to 20% down. The good thing about LA is that there's plenty of people that have that down payment. Okay, on this, what we're gonna do is, because we offered him top dollar, we're going to use this hybrid interest rate. So. We're going to use a two and a half percent simple interest, and we're going to choose our payment that will work for us. And still, this quickly. So, I'm going to use a very round ten thousand dollars a month. <clears throat> now, now remember, we figured out. Based on 2.5 financing, 2.2 um, 2 initially, that it came out to be 10,500, and that's at 4% interest. Um, here we're at about oh, 2.45 million. 
minus 180,000 down payment. So we're financing 2,270,000. So we're actually looking to finance 70,000 more and we have a less payment. So the, the payment we figured out was 10,500. Now we're choosing 10,000. We're gonna keep this at a short term, like, and let's see where our balloon payment ends up. Okay, well, what's the term? Um, 36 months. So if you're trying to follow along on your calculator. Yeah. Can you see my calculator guys? I can. Yes. Yeah. I can see. Yeah. So, so that, we have 2,450 yeah, is our purchase price. 180 is our down payment. We're financing 2,270,000. Correct. That would be our present value. Yep. Um, at two and a half percent interest. Yep. We're not going to amortize this loan. We're going to just do it over 36 months. 36 would be N. So we have to and then we picked this payment, right? So we picked a payment that works for us right now. So that's 10,000. We're going to enter it in as a negative to right. payment. And then we're going to solve for future value. And that's value. And Jonathan, 2,073,165, correct? Correct. So let's see, where does that take us? So two million two. So we actually gained about two hundred thousand dollars in equity over three years. And if we think that this property is worth two point five, that to be into it for twenty percent, you would be at around two million. So we're a little high we're about seventy three thousand dollars higher than we want but the down payment is pretty low i mean it's not even um ten percent so why don't we change this just slightly let's go back to the thousand five hundred go back to what jeff so we're gonna just take our payment and we're going to change it okay. to 10,500. 10, negative. Yeah, it doesn't really make that much of a difference. It's like 20 grand. So, yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So, we're not going to worry about that. Um, so, we're going to just leave it at 10,000. Okay. And um, so, our balloon payment would be. Two million seventy-three thousand one sixty-five. So, Anthony, is is this um, is this listed right now? It's been on and off listed. I think it is listed at the moment. But um, the the person who listed it said, "Just give me a couple of months. Let me see if I can do anything." And so, so it. It's been. I've been following this property for a while. So if it, if it becomes unlisted, then um, then then we can go from there. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you, you could deal with it as a listed property, but it, here here's the negative part. You know, the 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 one thing that I'm hearing that that you conveyed is that this seller is really after this cash, 
to pay off existing debt. And um, normally, this down payment, if, if he had to pay a 3% commission, he would owe about $75,000, um, which only nets him about a hundred. Um, you know, after closing costs, it's probably even a little less. Um, you know, it's probably like ninety thousand dollars, um, which doesn't get cash. Without that, you know, now he's all he's covering is closing costs, and you know, he, he's netting a decent amount up front. All right, so two million seventy three one sixty five is our billion. Okay. Um, okay, and so one of the things that we want to figure out too is what will the seller gross um, over the three years? So, Jonathan, if you take the ten thousand times thirty six thousand. Plus the two million seventy three one sixty five plus the one eighty. So he's over two point six million. Two million six hundred and thirteen thousand one sixty five, I believe, right? Yeah, uh, I got. A two million six hundred thirteen, yeah, one sixty-five, right? Yeah, that's that's what he's going to net over those three years. He's going to gross because gross, he's still going to have that right. that underlying that, payment. That's right. Okay. All right. So that will probably be offer number one. Sorry, did you catch that, Anthony? Then uh, would, you... I, um, it'd be great for for me and for I'm sure the listeners as well, but. Um, if you could just uh, do the kind of cliff notes version of that, just so that I'm completely clear. I, was, I did get slightly lost there, but if you could just uh, do the, a quick summary of where we went with that, that would be great. So purchase, purchase price of 2450000 Okay. Down payment of 180000 And that's going to be for three years. Okay. And that's going to be at 2.5% interest. Okay. And uh, at the end of that, the balloon payment is going to be 2073165 Okay. Is that all, does that all make sense? So you're going to offer him 2450000 with the down payment of 180000 for three years at 2.5% interest. And at the end of that term, the balloon payment, at the end of three years, the balloon payment's gonna be 2,073,165. Okay, great. Um, yep, perfect, I understand that. And then I go out and find the buyer, right? Yep. Hold on, we'll get to the buyer in just a minute. Let's come okay, up with sure. the offers. Great. <laughs> All right. Thanks, sir. So what I want to do now, so th th this is a three-year term, and what it does is it will actually get the seller his price plus some. It will get the seller a ten thousand minus seventeen hundred and eighty eighty-three hundred dollar a month cash flow. He won't have to deal with any of the maintenance, any of the repairs, any of the taxes, insurance, any of that. 
Um, it doesn't solve his cash problem, but I would assume that 8,300 would help make quite the dent in that million dollar loan on his personal home. So that's option one. Option two, what I'm gonna do is now I'm gonna give him a fully amortized loan over the course of a little longer. So five years. And uh, what we're gonna do is just come in slightly lower. So 2.4 million. We're gonna offer $240,000 down payment. So 10% at 4%. you're going to get um, a payment of 10,312. So it's actually even higher. And then we're gonna look at what the balloon payment is. So I like this one even better. How much was that Jeff, the, the, the monthly payment you said? 10,312. 10,312. Our balloon payment will be 1, 953 Let's look at what the seller will gross for this one. So 10312 That's the monthly payment times 60, the amount of payments. That's 618000 plus 240 the down payment, plus the balloon payment of one million nine fifty three six 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 two point eight million two million eight one two three eight six five years. Okay, so um I like that one. Why do you think I like that one, Jonathan? Because the seller grosses more um, and there's a bigger spread for you if you stay in the middle. Well, I like this one because I, uh, so I actually like number one better and I'll tell you why in a second. But I like number two because we're, we're under that 20%. Um, if this property does not appreciate one more penny, in five years that um, they're still only coming with this down payment and whatever Anthony can get for his assignment fee. Right. Sorry guys, I'm just trying, I'm plugging this into my calculator now. Okay. We're financing 2,160,000 after 10% down purchase price of 200, or two million four hundred thousand present value, and then we are doing four um, percent interest, four percent interest, and then we are doing a term and that leaves our balloon there of one million nine fifty three six seventy seven. Does that look right, guys? Does that look right, Jeff? All right, so what do you got here? Um, 
So uh, are we talking offer number two? Offer number two, correct. 2.4, 240,000 down, uh, 4%. Yes, that all looks right. And then the balloon payment is correct, except uh, you came up with 677. I came up with 666. So I don't know why it's off $11, but (laughs) um, close enough. The balloon was 1,953. Are you following along so far, Anthony? With that? I think I am. It'd be wonderful if you could just do me the quick summary again, the, the quick yep. summary. Okay, so 677. One second. So gross, 2,812,397. That's what I got, Jeff, 397. For the gross, three ninety-seven. Oh, for the gross total, two million eight hundred oh, thousand. Yeah, what the seller yeah. will gross. Yeah, we we, we have an eleven dollar difference for some reason. I don't know why, but um, yes, close enough. Yours is right based on your eleven dollar difference. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So to summarize that, guys and Anthony. Um, the second offer for this $2 million property, we would offer $2,400,000 for our offer price, okay? Um, we're gonna offer 10% down, so that's $240,000 down. We're gonna offer 4% interest rate over five years with, uh, with a payment of $10,312 a month. Okay. And then at the end of that five years, our balloon will be $1,953,677. Does that make sense so far, Anthony? Yep. Yep. Thank you. That makes sense. Yeah. And thanks. Thanks for slowing us down, especially Jeff. (laughs) (laughs) I'm already done with the other two. (laughs) Hey, Hey. Okay. So, um, that's offer number two right there. Yep. yep. So the, we're, we're really only going to make one other offer. And, you know, normally, and, and you certainly could go in with a cash offer, but, um, you know, one of the things that I'd be concerned about is if the market's soft a little bit, um, two and a half million uh, purchase an, an ARV, uh, um, you probably have to be more at like one points and doubtful that he's willing to take that if he keeps jumping back up and uh, down a little, back up a little. So um, I don't even think it's worth making a cash offer. And to be honest, I think all three of these options, we'll go through the third one in just a second, are better than a lease option offer because he won't. One, he's not going to get much money, if any money, up front. And second, he's not going to get the kind of cash flow that he's getting with these other deals. So let's talk about option number three. So option three would be uh, subordination. Subordination being that, hey, we're going to, the seller's going to allow us to borrow against the property in first position and then they're going to take back a second for their equity 
So in this case, we got to pay off the existing mortgage. So 250,000 has got to be paid off. And then we still want to make sure that he gets some money. So, um, so I came in with a down payment of $500,000. So purchase price, 2,450. Okay. $500,000 down payment. 500. To be borrowed in first position. So pay off existing debt. Balance of 250,000 going to the seller. We now have a loan balance of $1,950,000. That's what's still owed to the seller. That will be secured as a second trustee to note on the property. Okay. So the way that I look at this second is I still want it to pay down because remember, that down payment, I'm assuming on that 500000 that there are only about a bazillion people in L.A. that would be open to making a $500,000 loan on a $2.5 million home in first position, and they'd be willing to take 7% interest secured by, <laughs> they're at about 20% loan to value, something like that, right? Yeah. Um, so incredibly safe at a good rate of return. So at 7%, you're looking at about a $3,000 a month payment. Okay. That's interest only. So that is not paying down. So what we're going to try to structure on our second is a payment that still makes sense. So we kind of figured this out that, hey, a good payment is in that 10,000 to 10,500 range. That's why we did that initial, where I just kind of took a 10% down from 2.5, we, we financed 2.2 and 4%. We were trying to gauge what would be a competitive, decent, good, payment. And what we came up with was 10,500. So far we have been at 10,000 a month, 10,312 a month. So now what we want to do is we're going to, we, we already know what our payment, if we can borrow this money or our buyer can borrow this money um, at 7%, then their payment's almost $3,000 a month. Well, yeah. Right, twenty and some change. Yeah, I got two thousand nine sixteen sixty six. Yeah, so basically twenty nine hundred. So I want there to be some principal pay down. Now, based on this offer, this is like a no money down offer. However, Anthony still wants to get paid, so it's not quite a no money down offer. But I'll show you what we can why we want to make this offer. Um, but we still want the, the buyer to have some principal pay down. So if you add the 2,900 and let's say that we're going to pay $7,500 a month on this 1.95 second mortgage at two and a half percent simple interest, 
for 48 months, we will come up with, first of all, our payment combined is um, about 10,400, which is certainly um, right in line with where we wanted to be. So payment's still good. We're going to have a pay down of the principal balance. It's going to go from 1,950 to 1,776, 657. Um, so almost $200,000 in four years. So almost 10%. Um, and now, is this going to be enough? for someone to refinance the property in four years maybe maybe not but they also had very little money out of pocket um, so to actually buy this house you know minimum 10 percent more than likely 15 to 20 percent down okay okay and I'll tell you why I like this one well the, the, so do you have that all set up now Jonathan just and then now we can kind of go over why the seller might like these and then what you're going to do to find the buyer for these. Okay. So can you see my calculator then, Jeff? Yeah. So does this look right for what you offered uh, as On far the as second, yes. yeah, for the seller? Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. Just making sure this is right. And then we'll, uh, we'll give you the cliff notes here. So cliff notes. Offer number three, uh, this is gonna be a subordination offer, okay? That means we're going to um, bring in a first position uh, trustee on the property at 500,000. So our down payment is 500,000. Um, and we're gonna have the second, or have the seller carry the second, a second mortgage or a second trustee on the property for the remaining balance of 1,900,000. $50,000. Okay. So, um, and let me go over this in, in its entirety. So offer number three, offer price $2,450,000 with a down payment of $500,000 at which we're borrowing in first position from, you know, a hard money guy at 7% interest. Our payment will be somewhere around 2,900. Um, that leaves us a principal balance owing that a, a principal balance to the seller that the seller is going to carry in second position of one million nine fifty nine hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Um, so, and then we're going to offer that seller a payment of seven thousand five hundred dollars a month at two point five percent interest for four years. At the end of that four years, our principal. Um, balance or our balloon payment will be $1,776,656 at the end of that time. Um, does that sum that up? Summed it up for me. <laughs> and I, and I'll, I'll send you these, uh, I'll, I'll email these. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to email them an LOI with the offers. Oh, so. beautiful. See? Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, and I followed along with that. So thank you so much. Appreciate that. Yeah. Okay. So those are our three offers that we went over. And guys, if you're listening to this on a podcast, on the podcast, 
um, please just take take notes on this. So if if you're you know running, you're at the gym, or you're driving, or whatever, listen to go back and listen to this episode later because this is really really uh, valuable for you. Um, as I walk through these offers, you know, and give you the cliff notes. Go ahead and write these down. Um, and actually, what I'll do too is I'll stick these in the show notes as our offers uh, on this property. Uh, so that will be there as well if you want to reference that. Um, but go back and follow along so that you're getting the same experience here because I mean this is gold. What Jeff these offers what you know what Jeff just created, um, and he's gonna he's gonna give an LOI to Anthony and Anthony you can just you know submit that to the seller and, and see what happens here. Um, but now now what we're gonna do is talk about how to find a buyer, right? Well, and how to get paid. So, yeah. um, so really quickly, the, the, the reason that, so, so you can modify some of these, right? Um, uh, and I'll tell you what I like and don't like about each option. Um, option one I like, it's really close to his offering, uh, his offer, what he is asking for the property. Um, he gets a, a good cash flow. He probably will have a hard time with um, the down payment. Uh, he might have a hard time with the interest rate, but um, it's a short term. So within three years that, you know, he'll get this cash flow, he'll actually make money on his equity and then he'll be paid out. Um, so short term, close to his asking price and a good cash flow. Second one is, um, a little longer term, so he may not love that. He'll get a little better cash flow, so another $300 a month. It's a little more standard uh, um, as far as like the industry, um, amortized over 30 years. It's got a little better down payment. I don't love this one because of this down payment. Um, we're kind of going out on a ledge and offering 10%. I think that's on the high end. Um, but uh, yeah, it is what it is. So maybe we can entice him with a little more money up front. This only goes two more years. He makes another almost um, $200,000 to stay in it for two more years from the first option. Um, it gives him a super good cash flow to help cover that other loan. And it almost pays off the existing on this property so he, um, you know uh, he could probably take uh, the first couple of months of payments and um, and pay off this loan in full so um, then that ten thousand three hundred and twelve dollars will be all cash flow for him okay third option um, it's a little different and but the reason that I like it here is that it pays off the, the debt on his this mortgage, still gives him another quarter million to put toward his um, mortgage on his property, and it's still going to give him a straight cash flow of $7,500 a month. And we kind of split the time frame between the two, so we had the three year, we had a five year, this is a four year. Um, and we should probably figure out what does he make here. Um, seller will gross 
Uh, let's see. It's not going to be as much, but um, 7,500 times 48, 48. plus 1,776,657 plus 500. So he's still getting over 2.6 million. Um, can't really argue with that. I wouldn't doubt if he actually looked at this one hard. It's kind of gross. The, the only issue he'll have with this one is that he won't like being in second position. But, you know, I, I would explain to him, just like I explained to everyone, right now $250,000 on a loan is in first position on this property. If he sells it, the bank gets paid first. Uh, same thing, except that and this, he's making the payment on the 250000 And uh, in the case of our offer, someone else is making the, uh, the payment on that 500000 And he has received all of that $500,000. So it's not like um, you know, we're over-borrowing um, on this property and not giving him all the proceeds. So in reality, he could have just taken out an equity line um, of 500000 paid off his existing debt, and he'd be in the same boat, except he's still paying that payment as opposed to the new buyer paying it. So seller will gross $2,636,657 for the property over four years. So I think we have three decent offers. I don't know if any of them truly solve his problem, but I think that they get in the mix. Um, it's clear to me that he most likely does not want to be a landlord, that it's probably too much risk for him to uh, make maybe um, you know, maybe $5,500, $6,000 cash flow and, um, and take the risk that the tenants will do some damage to his property. Um, here, he's getting significant amounts of money up front and a better cash flow. Okay, so let's talk about how you get paid and you know, how much and what you would do with the, the seller here. So the first thing that I would tell you is as an investor, I am not going to come up with the 180,000, the 240,000, or I'm not going to borrow the 500,000 and put myself on the hook for payments of 7500 to $10,000. That's not going to happen. So what I would tell this seller is that look, if any one of these options works for you, what I would like to do is I want to spend 30 days. Um, and to be honest, it wouldn't be out of the question to give me 60 days um, and maybe split the difference and get 45 days where I'm going to go find this owner occupant. And I'm going to um, make sure, one, that they are, uh, I'm going to do a background check. I'm going to do a credit check. I'm going to make sure that this person is someone that um, is in a position to make this payment to you. Um, you could even send them to a mortgage broker, have them look at 
um, where their credit is, what their situation is, and you know, hey, in a minute, five years, will they, can they put themselves in a position to refinance this property? And um, if you're successful, then you will get everything that we have put in these options and you choose which one works best for you. Or um, if at the end of 30 days, 45, 60 days, whatever the case may be, we don't have a buyer or we don't have a buyer that we feel is good enough to put in this property, that um, we can do one of two things or one of three things. Uh, one, uh, we could just terminate our agreement and I will go away. Um, I will have spent my time, my money, my resources um, doing work to try to find this buyer for you. Yeah. Uh, you won't owe a penny any for any of the services that I offer. Two, we could modify some of these offers and see if we can use it to entice someone. Or three, we can just extend and give me a little more time and uh, we'll see what we can get done. The ball will be in the seller's court the whole time. Um, the one thing I don't want the seller doing is marketing the property while I'm trying to. And uh, so that would be the one thing that I would not want. He may bring that up. He may not. Uh, if he said, yeah, uh, I'm willing to do this, but I don't want to take my property off the market. Um, I would say to him, then, um, then we may need to modify some of these, these numbers. And the reason for it is if he is advertising his property at 2.5, um, if you can advertise the property at 2.5 as well, but with terms, now you have the upper hand. If you're advertising the property at 2.55 or 2.6, and he's advertising at 2.5, you're just gonna confuse people. Um, so that, that's what I would suggest. And I would tell him, look, I'm gonna get paid by my buyer. You're not gonna pay me. And um, I don't really wanna compete against you um you know to get this done so do you think you can at least give me 30 days to get this done and what i would do is i would if he took option one i'd probably go in i'd probably look to make a hundred grand on this deal um so uh, what i do is i would just raise the purchase price by a hundred so the purchase price would be two million five five with two hundred and eighty thousand dollars down that's super good, still around 10%. Uh, they're getting a 2.5% interest rate, not getting that at the bank, not even now, and a good payment of 10000 a month, um, three-year balloon. And by the way, I'm always asking the seller that payments don't start for 60 days. Um, if you were to stay in the middle, that money goes to you. If you were just wholesaling it, then you can decide what you want to do with that once you find your buyer. Second option, again, uh, I would come in at $2.5 million, um, $340,000 down. Uh, that's not exactly where I'd want to be, but um, you have a five-year term that you can offer someone. And um, by the way, when you market these types of properties, you're never marketing um, the down payment. Uh, I would just say owner will finance, sweet terms, um, no bank qualifying. 
something to that effect. Um, reach out to realtors and um, and then when they start asking me what kind of down payment, I would say, what's the most that you could put down? So it's possible that someone says, hey, I got $500,000 I can put down on this house. Um, in which case, maybe you go and renegotiate with the seller that, hey, I can get you 375000 but um, we, we need to work on something, the, the purchase price, the, the term, the whatever. So um, I would absolutely start out not advertising my down payment or my monthly payment, just the purchase price. Of how much, Jeff? The so I'm raising these by 100. So option yeah, two would okay. be 2.5. Yeah. Um, and then option three, which would be something kind of crazy. So this is how options would happen. So you would be marketing the property for 2.55. You're basically looking for $100,000 down, which is less than 5%. However, that 500,000, which is you know for an owner occupant to understand all this, they probably don't. But um, you know that they have a choice that they could you know bring that as part of their down payment. Or you could help go find that money for them, um, but to get into a two and a half million dollar home for a hundred grand with sweet terms um, uh, might make sense to people. And people in LA certainly have places that they can go to go borrow five hundred thousand again on a two and a half million dollar home in first position, making seven percent on their money. is a screaming deal for that one people that'll do that um, go to your local ria and say hey anyone got any savings or ira money that they'd like to make um seven percent on and ridiculously secure position uh see how many people raise their hands um so this one option three will require a little more explanation to your potential buyers but when they realize that Hey, they've only got to come up with one hundred thousand, and that money is going to you. Um, you know, they'll probably be okay. Tell me more. Um, remember, on this one, their payment is right in line with the other two, um, and you know they're going to gain two hundred, almost two hundred thousand dollars in equity. Um, so, in reality, they're putting down a hundred, and in four years, they're going to have you know basically $200,000 in equity. They're going to double their equity. That's what I would do. And I would do this all day long. Um, I would try to have two, three, four, ten of these going on at once because um, two, two and a half, three, four million dollar homes, um, uh, I imagine that the buyers that can buy those properties are pretty picky, but um, hey, if out of every five or seven or eight deals that I do like this, I can pick up a hundred to a hundred and fifty thousand um, dollars, so be it. Uh, those are good paydays, and uh, as you do this and you start 
start generating more interest and you get more calls on these, you have buyers that say, hey, I've got $400,000 or I got $800,000 that I could use toward my next purchase. I want a house in this area. Um, you go start scouring that area for properties that are expired listings that have been on the market long-term that are for sale by owner that are for rent. Um, and yep, that, that's where you get all your leads. Your buyers start to dictate where you start looking for these properties and become the specialist doing exactly this. There's a way for you to stay in the middle. I didn't really structure these to stay in the middle. Um, I structured this because you told me a story at the very beginning, Anthony, that you've been through it all, that you're back in rebuilding phase. And to me, probably a hundred grand does you more good in the next 30 to 45 days than um, you know, trying to stay in the middle and raising money and um, uh, you know, seeing if you can maximize every last penny out of this deal. Uh, I'd say go wholesale a couple, put a quarter million dollars in your pocket. Then we can have a conversation about staying in the middle and being the bank. <laughs> got it, got it. So not only did Jeff give you three offers there, but he gave you an entire business model um, for that area in LA. Well, um, I, 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 don't, I don't even know what to say. That was so valuable that, that past hour, I think it was. So I'm, I'm so appreciative. Thank yes. you. I'm, yeah. So well, you're welcome. Now I'm going to send you yeah, Jeff's this LOI. Um, so I would tell you a couple things before you just go and send this off to the seller. Um, I, I would tell the seller that you have some ideas for him to consider. It'd be best for him to wait until his listing is up because they don't quite get him what he wants. But you know, uh, without that real estate commission involved, that it might work for him. And um, then what I'd want you to do is I'd want you to do a little research and find out if contract for deed is the preferred type of strategy that would be used in LA. Um, and you can do that by reaching out on some Facebook forum, Facebook groups, Bigger Pockets, um, your local RIA, um, or talking to some title companies and/or attorneys that handle real estate transactions is, hey, if I was going to do owner financing and the deed would be held in escrow, what is the most common strategy used? And it'll be an agreement for sale or land contract or, and if someone tells you we don't do that, move on, go to someone else. Um, I, I can almost guarantee you that someone will do it in your area and maybe multiple people but not everyone does and and if you get fed up then just change this from contract for deed or land contract to um i believe that la is a trustee to note state or california is and uh if it is then you would just do an all-inclusive trustee to note that everyone will understand. Yeah. Yep. Got it. Got it. Um, uh, thank you. For, um, I mean, incredible. That was so incredible. I really appreciate it. I've got a, 
couple of quick questions, if I may, just it's just to finish yeah. off. Um, um, so, who is this buyer? And you know, I, I completely understand. You know, if it's a hundred thousand dollar house and they need two three years to clean up the yeah. credit, that's great. Um, so, this other buyer with you know two fifty five hundred k in their pocket, they might not necessarily be in that position where they need to clean up their credit, but there are benefits to doing it this way as opposed to the other way. Sure. I just wondered if you could maybe define who that buyer is and maybe the benefits to them. To, to, to be honest, the, the buyer could have been another investor until probably one week ago when things started going sideways with the coronavirus um, because this would have been a super good way to acquire an Airbnb and be able to get you know $25,000 a month and you know, renting it out for daily, weekly, uh, whatever the case may be, vacation rental. Could have been another investor, still could. Um, uh, another investor might see another opportunity to do something with the property. The, the second group of people would be owner-occupants. And uh, maybe right now what owner-occupant would be is um, maybe someone that doesn't have um, uh, W-2 and is self-employed. Uh, maybe it's someone that is more in sales. Uh, maybe it's someone that just went through a divorce. Maybe it's someone that um, just had some kind of unfortunate event in their, their life and their credit has taken a hit. Um, or maybe it's someone that just says, hey, I see value here because, uh, you know, I've been talking to some banks and they're telling me they want 20% down. And uh, by the way, based on what is going on right now, it would not shock me to find out that, hey, for these kind of jumbo loans that they require 20% down and there's nothing here that even comes close. The option two is the closest and um, you know you're you're still a hundred and fifty thousand below twenty percent down. So those are all your potential buyers. Yeah, got it, got it. And the benefits and the, what are the risks to the buyer? To the buyer or the seller? To the well, let's go both if you've got time. So the, depending on which strategy that you do, so. If you were to do a contract for deed or a land contract, that's going to favor the seller. And the reason that it favors the seller is for two reasons. One is that the title will not change hands. So the title will remain in the seller's name. And, and um, so you don't have any due on sale clause issues. You don't have to worry about any of that. Um, and depending on you know how that state actually deals with it. Um, there may be some other ways to get this property back in case of a default that might be even quicker than a foreclosure. And so if that's the case, that definitely favors the seller. Um, for the buyer, it doesn't, um, as a buyer, you, you typically want to be on title, but in this case, you might be okay with Hey, I don't have to worry about the loan being called due because that's going to put the pressure on you, not necessarily the seller. And um, but you do need to know that hey, if 
there are uh, other default measures to get me out of this property. I better know what they are. Uh, um, like in Utah, our foreclosure process is four months, but our forfeiture process is more like 30 days. A big difference. And so that's the first, if it was like contract for deed or land contract. If it's an all-inclusive, um, so much more traditional, title companies, attorneys understand that. Um, you are violating the due on sale clause. Seller may not like that very much. The seller would be transferring title to the buyer, could have an issue with that. Um, it puts more strength in the buyer's court than the seller. If there was a default, the only measure that the seller would have to get the property back is to foreclose. Um, the risks are, um, you know, what if the buyer can't buy or if the buyer can't make payments? Well, the seller gets property and keeps all of the down payment and keeps all the monthly payments that have been made. And the seller's the bank, no matter which strategy you go with. Um, it's usually good to be the bank. Um, to be honest, most of the time with these kinds of deals, I wouldn't even look at doing a foreclosure. I would look at, hey, we, we have a choice. I can foreclose and you're gonna be out um, in you know a few months and you're gonna get no money back or I can write you a check for you to be out in two weeks. Um, what would you prefer? Someone that's not able to make payments typically would like cash to be able to get somewhere. And that's how I would handle it. You got it, man. Thank you so much. Yep. Yeah. So <clears throat> there's, I mean, uh, as far as the seller goes, there's not a ton of risk because they're getting the down payment up front. Um, and as far as the buyer goes, I mean, they could lose all the money that they uh, put down on the property and the money they've paid in over time if they're unable to refinance it uh, at the end of their term or sell the property at the end of their term. Yeah, the, 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 because you're dealing in higher price range houses, I mean, uh, hey, $180,000 down payment is nothing to sneeze at. Uh, it's it's a significant amount of money. And uh, you know, the more money that you get up front, typically from a buyer, the less issues you will have. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, I can't say thank you enough, guys. That, that was so instructive. And to do it on a real deal and help a real person, I, uh, I, really, uh, um, I really thank you so much for your um, expertise and for for your time and for doing all of the podcasts. I'm really uh, very appreciative. So thank you on behalf of all of you. We are, you know, we're really enjoying it. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you. We appreciate being able to help and hopefully uh, it turns into something for you. Yeah, Anthony, uh, take Jeff's LOI and, uh, you know, talk to the seller. And if the property is no longer listed or if they can drop the listing, say, hey, um, would you consider this? And if they, if they take one of the offers and get it, get back in touch with us. Um, we can help you find a buyer as well. I'm sure, uh, if, if you get to that point, but we would just love to hear back from you, um, whether or not you made the deal work. 100%. 
No, I appreciate that. Yep. Awesome. Okay, guys, um, that kind of wraps up this episode. Uh, I know it's kind of went long, and um, I apologize about the some of the audio quality here. We haven't had the best connection. Um, so just want to apologize in advance for that. If it sounds kind of choppy, um, bear with us uh, on some of these episodes. Sometimes we just don't have the best uh, internet connection because we we do these over, uh, you know, zoom call. So, um, with that said, you guys can reach us on our hotline. Uh, if you guys have a deal or a scenario, uh, just like Anthony that you're looking to uh, get some help with, or, you know, find, you know, get some offers on. We love these kind of episodes. Um, at least I do. I don't know about you, Jeff, <laughs> but I don't mind. It's this is what I do daily. So. Yeah. And I, and I love it because we can actually help someone in real time on a real deal that they're working on. And, uh, I mean, there's how, how yeah. do we, how do we add more value than that? Right. So, well, and seriously, I, I, the only thing I knew about this, I listened to your message, Anthony, yesterday, and I, I thought it was 2.4 million and he owed like 200,000. That, that's all I knew. Um, so literally, this is how I would go and structure an offer is uh, I'd ask you, I'd gather the information that I asked you for. Um, uh, we talk about what the story is, you know, what, what is it that the seller needs and, um, and then try to structure something. Now, remember, I, I told you right off, I, there was no way that I knew that I was going to give him a million two fifty. That doesn't work for me. And that's not going to work for my buyers. Uh, so I came up with what I think would potentially still help the seller that would work for me and would work for our buyers. And that's the best we can do, right? That's why we make offers. Um, just because the seller says one thing doesn't mean that, you know, he can't be flexible. Um, and maybe, maybe not. But at the very least, you now, you, you told me there are a lot of these deals. Well, now you know what to do to go get them. Yep. Thanks, man. And yes, and it's all, it's, uh, I mean, I've been a seller as well. So um, I just wanted rid of the pain. So um, if somebody comes to you and says, hey, you actually, selling might not be the actual answer. Getting a solution to get rid of the pain could be the answer. Here is the solution. Um, then um, that's that's a win for everybody. Yeah, and yeah, that's exactly, you know, I, I'd probably sit down with the seller and say, look, I know what it is that you want. Uh, I, I understand you want to get cashed out, but that's not working for you. So you, you kind of have a couple of choices here. You can keep dropping the price until someone buys your property, in which case you'll get cashed out. If that's not what you really want, then I have another solution. And here's why it's better than you just sitting and renting this property. Um, you're going to get way more money. Um, that you're going to uh, not have to deal with the headaches that come along with being a landlord. Your cash flow is going to be so much better. And you're going to be able to take this money and apply it toward your mortgage so that when you do get cashed out, you've paid down your mortgage from the cash flow that you're making at this other property. And that's exactly what I would want to point out to them. 
what the benefits are to them. And sometimes just pointing out how you look at certain things is like enough. Like it does solve what he wants to get solved, which is, hey, I, I want there to be something that's covering this debt on my house. Well, you'd be having cash flow covering your debt. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Yep. That's wonderful. Okay, guys. I'm gonna, yeah, thank I'm you. Guys. Wrap it up there. <laughs> uh, so, if you want to reach us, guys, you can reach us on our hotline. That's 877-409-8090. Again, 877-409-8090. You can also text um, Creative Financing to that number or CFP to that number, and that will give you a special access to a video that Jeff put together on, uh, you know, t- on just what we did here today, and that's creating um, offers on a single-family home from start to finish. Um, you can reach us on Facebook at the creative financing podcast. Um, and all of our episodes are on the creative financing podcast.com. Um, so that's where you can get a hold of us. And, uh, any last words, Jeff? Uh, always looking to work with people all across the country, uh, creative financing, wholesaling, commercial deals, If you're interested, call our hotline. I will get back to you. Awesome. Okay. Until next time, guys. Thank you, guys. Best wishes. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Anthony. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, Anthony. Until next time, guys, go out there and create some terms. Thanks for listening to the Creative Financing Podcast. We need your feedback to continue to bring you the best strategies in creative financing. So please subscribe, rate, and review this show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. We greatly appreciate your ear and please pass this on. Until next time, create some terms. This show offers general information on creative financing strategies and real estate investments. Nothing contained herein should be considered personal, legal, or financial advice. Every state has individual laws governing the use and type of documents used to execute strategies discussed herein. You should consult with a local licensed real estate broker and attorney before relying on any information contained herein. Information is not guaranteed, and opinions of the guests are their own. Profits are not guaranteed, and there's always inherent risk in real estate investing.